Hello, and welcome to the Christ Table Podcast, a Bible study for those who struggle with digging into the Bible, but who want to develop a richer faith, one with some meat on its bones. I'm Kevin Young, a media guy turned minister who's passionate about helping others thrive, especially spiritually. If you're unaware, Christ Table is a movement of people returning the church to her roots in homes, around tables, over food with old friends and fresh conversations. Check us out over at www.christtable.today. In the meantime, our study continues on the topic of Honest Advent. We'll be focusing on Father as we look deeper into John chapter 1, verses 1 through 3. Let's dig in. As we come to the season of Advent, one of the primary passages that becomes a part of our regular celebration of this event is in Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6. And over the last couple of days, we have been just kind of digging into this verse as deeply as we are able to do. And so why don't I just read it for us here again, Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6. The government will rest on his shoulders. Now we see this as a prophecy looking forward to Jesus or the coming Messiah. Don't know how long it was going to be before this individual shows up, but we see the answer to this prophecy and being Jesus. And Isaiah says about this individual, the Messiah, that he will be four things. In fact, he will be called four things. A wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting father, and prince of peace. Now, we've talked the last couple of days through those first two, Wonderful Counselor and Mighty God. If you missed those, I encourage you to go back in the archives and take a look at those. But today, I want to focus for just a moment on this idea of Everlasting Father. It's interesting to me just on first read through this that it doesn't say Everlasting Mother. I'm not sure that I've ever thought about that before, but it's interesting to me because so much of the Christmas story revolves around women. Certainly it is Mary's story. Jesus is Mary's baby. Joseph certainly plays a role in the Christmas story, but it is, it's a best a supporting role to Mary's lead actress. Joseph Joseph doesn't seem to even speak at all in the Christmas story. Mary speaks a lot. Even Elizabeth, Mary's cousin, speaks a lot. Her husband, in fact, his voice is taken away, Zachariah's voice is. And so, so the men don't seem to play a primary role in the Christmas story. It's women. And yet, here we see that it shall be that he is called Everlasting Father. It's easy sometimes, I think, to forget the importance and the role of the Father. Now, I'm not going to take a lot of time to dive into that because I think maybe culturally we've spent a lot of time, maybe maybe too much time, focusing on, on men and on their role. Um, especially maybe in the Christmas in the Christmas story as well. So I think that it is though incumbent upon us to say that there is something very specific probably that is needing to be communicated here through this idea of an everlasting father. 
the role of a father is difficult. Now, it may not be more difficult than the role of a mother. It may be less less difficult in some ways than the role of a mother. But that's not to say that that it isn't difficult being a dad. Um, you know, weekend warrior. Most most dads, in a lot of ways, end up being weekend warriors. Now that term is oftentimes used in regards to projects, things that they want to do, hobbies around the house or or uh, around the yard. But a lot of a lot of guys end up being weekend warriors relationally as well, disconnected from from their family, disconnected from their kids emotionally, practically gone a lot during the week and on the weekends, hopefully are able to give an hour or two, not just to a project that interests them or, or that has need, but also give an hour or two to their spouse, give an hour or two to their kids, give an hour or two to their friends. A lot of dads, fathers at best are or weekend warriors. Sometimes, sometimes maybe because fathers have to, that's just the rhythm of life, but also sometimes because it's, it's a choice. They don't feel comfortable maybe in their role as a spouse or, or as a father, maybe they feel more, more comfortable on the golf course or, or more comfortable out on the water, more comfortable in the shop, more comfortable out doing something, producing something with, with their hands. Now, now, I know that I've made a lot of stereotypes there, and I hope that you'll forgive me for that. My point simply is this, is that for a lot of people, the idea of a dad or a father is one where your father was a weekend warrior in your life at best, maybe was doing things to provide for you, but wasn't really present emotionally with you or or for you or physically with you or for you. Maybe, maybe for some of you that that was your mother. Maybe some of you grew up in a single parent home and maybe maybe dad was a single parent, maybe mom was a single parent. And just the fact that there wasn't somebody there to help meant that that there just wasn't a lot of time or energy for you. Not everybody had that experience growing up. Some some had pretty incredible home lives. And so the idea of a father or a mother being fully present at all times when you, when you needed it um, is something that you can understand, but maybe not something that you can empathize with that you experienced. But for, for many others, the idea of an everlasting father is one that is, um, it rings hollow in a way. You, you don't necessarily understand what that looks like or, or maybe for some, how, how to accomplish that. Maybe, maybe you're the one who, who's struggling with that, or maybe in, in your child rearing years failed with that. I think that maybe when we come to this verse in Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6, where it talks about Christ God being a wonderful counselor, a, a mighty God, a prince of peace, this this everlasting father line is, is maybe perhaps one of the ones that is the most volatile, one of the most difficult to understand 
but maybe one of the roles that is most important out of those four. John chapter 1, verse 1, doesn't really start with the origin story of Jesus as the son of Mary and Joseph, but starts with the origin story of Jesus from the very beginning of human time. In the beginning was the word, the word there translated as logos, which is pointing towards Jesus. And so you could reasonably substitute the word Jesus for word if you wanted to, to help you understand this. In the beginning was the word or was Jesus. And Jesus, as the word was with God, and Jesus was God. And he was with God in the very beginning. Through him all things were made, and without Jesus nothing was made that has been made. All of us have two parents. They provided the DNA, the genetic code to create us, whether or not they were present in the beginning with us or whether or not they were present during our formative years or our adult years. All of us have two individuals whom we look to as a parent, as a father, as a mother figure, even if they didn't fulfill the role of fatherhood or, or motherhood, we can't do anything about the fact that these two were there in the beginning. And because of that, we exist. John points out that very fact there with Jesus, that Jesus was there the very beginning when we as humanity, when all things were created. Jesus was there. Our formation story as humans is thanks to mom and dad. Our formation story, our creation story, as far as humanity, is thanks to Jesus. But he didn't abandon us. No. He didn't abandon us. He was there with us each and every step of the way. God wasn't a weekend warrior. He was there every moment, every day, through the good times, through the bad times, and all times in between. He was there. And he proved that by showing up. How is it that a mother or a father can, can best prove their love and their care and their intentionality, it's by it's by showing up. It's by choosing the ball game over time away with friends. It's by choosing the the choir performance or the, the Christmas party over the staff party at work. It's by being there with your kids on weekend visits whenever you have them and, and making sure that you're you're fully present when they're there. It's by by putting down the cell phone when they ask you to. And rather than surfing social media or, or Twitter or, or reading the news, it's, it's being there mentally present with them. This is the beauty of Christmas. This is the, the true miracle of Advent in that it is God with us, not just God creating us, but it's God choosing to be with us. Everlasting Father. 
not just a, a father who who donated some DNA and a, a moment of ecstasy at the beginning of life, but the father who is chosen to be with us, a parent who is chosen to be there each and every step of the way. Whether we wanted them or not, whether they wanted to be there or not, whether they were happy with how we were living our lives or, or conducting ourselves, God was there. An everlasting Father who has been with you, who is with you, and who will be with you. And with this, Scott's question, we close. Am I an orphan to this existence? Many times our emotions and our feelings revolve around this idea of are we alone in the world? Has God forgotten us? Is there is there a God out there? And if so, does does that God care? Advent screams yes. Am I an orphan to this existence? Isaiah chapter 9 verse 6 says no. That you and I have an everlasting father. This Bible study on Honest Advent is brought to you by Christ Table. If you'd like to join us in the study, there's an easy to follow guide in the show notes. We'd love to have you join us. You know, 65 million adults in the United States have dropped out of church, and that number will grow by 2.7 million before the end of this year. We here at Christ Table are committed to doing something about that. We are committed to creating a world where the table is once again the center of the home, the center of family life, and especially the center of faith formation again. Our mission? That's simple. To help people eat freely and drink deeply of life and of faith. Find out more about us by going to www.christtable.today. And when you get over to christtable.today, be sure to sign up for our email list. And for those who want to donate, well, I've got a resource box that I want to send you in the mail as my thanks. And trust me, it's pretty good. You're going to like it. By the way, the podcast is available because of the generous donations of our listeners and the incredible community of people who call Christ Table their spiritual home. Join us on our next episode as we continue our conversation on Honest Advent. And if you'd like to watch these Bible studies live, there's more information on our website about that as well, www.christtable.today. Thanks so much for listening. We wouldn't be here without you. Until next time, I'm Pastor Kevin Young, and this is the Christ Table Podcast.